0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wow! Wow,
1: it is here! The wait is over! Yes, ladies and gentle fans... The kickoff week of 2023, the beginning of a new NFL season, our commitment to the Goliath as we are consumed by the ever-loving, giant, growing, entertaining, all-consuming storm that is football. The NFL is nigh, Andy Hart. Tis nigh. Patriots kickoff. Tom Brady week, so much going on in one week. And here we are at six rings and football things to give you everything you need to know in the wide world of Patriots, Pats Eagles, NFL 2023, and so much more. Your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart here brought to you by, of course, Weei Odyssey and 2400 sports. We are kicking off an absolutely spectacular and wild week. We've got special guests planned. We're going to go behind enemy lines later in the week. Give you the latest preview and news on Pat's Birds come Sunday at 425. But we begin, Andy, with some interesting notes and nuggets here in our season preview podcast. Before we get to our predictions on offensive and defensive rookie of the year, breakouts, comebacks, the record playoffs, and so much more, uh, let's begin cleaning up a couple things that may have slipped through the cracks or uh, made the wire that we didn't get a chance to weigh in on. Over the last couple of days, as we were spending a lot of time on the terrestrial airwaves. Uh, First things first, uh, this new emergency quarterback rule seems to have uh, ruffled a couple of feathers locally, if not nationally. Uh, I think a lot of people thought now coming off of last year's NFC championship that the emergency quarterback rule would allow for teams to carry three quarterbacks on game day, but not have the third quarterback count against your active 53. If I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Basically. Yes. Yes, Exactly. See, you had to say yes, basically because there's just so much gray in here. And I kind of want to divine what it all means. Yesterday, our guy, Mike Cadlick, Wei beat reporter weighed in with a quick emergency pod and reaction. It was all quarterback rule. I know I I like, I know, but Cadlick fired up. If I may, if I may say is still kind of adorable. Yeah, oh yeah. Like no, me getting, getting fired, like you getting fired up is yeah. like the is like is like the little uh powder keg fire guy from inside out, and me getting fired up just sounds like a bad Richard Dreyfus. But Cadlick was almost like, Oh, you get, sit uh, sit down, buddy. That's right. a door yeah, that,
0: how you're all worked up right yeah. now.
1: Oh, come on, just go have some pickled pizza, you'll be fine.
0: Uh-huh. Um But I'm with him in that. So um... what is it,
1: Andy? Just break it down further for the audience in case they missed the emergency pod or they didn't get a chance to read up on this. What does this like? Basically, it seems like Mac is your starter. And now that they signed Matt Corral, if anyone thought they were going to be able to elevate Bailey Zappi because he's more familiar with the system to be the second string quarterback on game day, it sounds like he can't be now
0: unless he is on the active roster, not an elevation from the practice squad. So he can't leapfrog corral. Well, he can, but he has to be on the active roster. He can't be an elevation. So this they could flat out sign him to the active roster, take somebody off the roster, add Bailey Zappi. Now you have three quarterbacks on your roster. And if I'm understanding it right, because first of all, I don't pretend to totally understand this yet. Um, it was sort of vague and general more in the spring. And then they put out this, what did they call it? Uh, emergency third quarterback questions and answers. And they clarified it. They gave examples of like when the guy can go in, when he can't come in, headsets and green dots and communications and, and all these things. But even like, so I think Cadlick is right for Bailey Zappi, it has to be on the active roster. And then Matt Corral could be the emergency quarterback from the active roster as the third guy mm-hmm. um but I don't totally understand it yet I'm not and now I did say to you before we start this I think any teams that are bitching and moaning about their emergency third quarterback probably suck because you should be fixated on the top of the depth chart and mm-hmm. You know the Bengals I don't think are thinking about their emergency third quarterback or the the Chiefs or the Bill. Like this is so are we trying to game the system? Cause I think the best way to game the system is have a really good first quarterback and not worry about your stupid emergency third quarterback. That's anyway.
1: a that's a hot that's a hot take and I couldn't in this case agree with you more because I feel like so many people spent the offseason and I know back when Mike Cadillac was doing podcasts with our buddy Alex Barth from well, we can't say brand X because that would make it sound like he works at Twitter. He's at 98.5, the sports hub. They'd come up with this idea that maybe what they could do is elevate Malik Cunningham, make him the emergency quarterback, and then use him as a
0: receiver. Or there
1: was some no, sort of.
0: can't do that because he has to come in at quarterback. And sort of- and it means the other two are done. So if you want to develop him now, Mac Jones is out of the game. Like he's either hurt or whatever. So mm-hmm. this, this goes through all of those, like you Correct. can't, it's. They even specifically say it's not um, is not intended to be a developmental tool to provide game experience for the player. Like there's also something in here that I don't know how this would play into the specific of Malik Cunningham. What is the definition of a bona fide quarterback? Because the emergency quarterback has to be a bona fide quarterback.
1: Daddy, this quarterback is bona fide.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if he is or isn't, but there's like a bona fide <laughs> so... quarterback is just defined as a player who wears a jersey number orth- authorized for a quarterback <laughs> and is an established quarterback. EG someone who has customarily played the position in past professional or college seasons, which Malik Cunningham would qualify. But then it also says is a player who takes regular season snaps only at quarterback during at least three weeks of practice, including any week the player is listed as the third quarterback. So I don't know if that means if Malik Cunningham's practicing at wide receiver, he can't be the emergency third quarterback. Forget about the fact that he has to be on the roster. So he wouldn't even be on the roster yet, but even if no. he was put on the roster at some point and he's taking reps at wide receiver, he can't be the. So I don't totally understand this. Um, I This don't is know. way
1: more convoluted than I thought either of, I, I, than I believe either of us thought it could be. And it it feels like they specifically not that the NFL was tuned in and somebody was listening in in the spring or the summertime to Patriots podcast, six rings and beyond saying like, ooh. Ooh, it sounds like the Patriots are trying to find a way to w- get Malik Cunningham on the roster as a quarterback, but then use him as a receiver and game the system and play Belichickian games. Whether or not they thought anybody was going to try to game the system and use this rule to their advantage, it feels like they're trying to lay out something that goes, that prevents all of that, yet somehow they've made it more confusing, which I guess is kind of on brand for the NFL, oh, absolutely. a thousand and percent but I couldn't agree with you more. This is basically in place. Let's just walk it all the way back to prevent us from having to go through another one of those absolute tire fire of an NFC championships where you have no quarterback and Christian McCaffrey is running a wildcat in the second half as the other team steamrolls you to a ratings-free championship game when it should have been a thrilling affair. Uh, if the Patriots are worried about how they can sneak Zappy or Corral in or work Cunningham in— We're already porked and I need to dial
0: back all of my predictions and excitement for the season. Yeah. And the bigger question for the Patriots is simply, I don't even think it's a question. I think Bailey Zappi is going to be the backup, whether he's assigned to the roster or whether he's a practice squad promotion or whatever it is like Bailey Zappi has to be the backup to Mac Jones, at least for the first few weeks. Right. Because I can't imagine Matt Corral being ready to go out there and do the job. He just got here.
1: But wait, if if Zappi is elevated, again, now I can't believe I'm confused. So, oh God, this is the worst who's on first ever, and we're f- seven minutes into the, the, the season. <laughs> no, i have we got to work our way through this. Um, do we do have to? Together. No, not really. So if Zappi gets elevated, can you make him the second stringer, or do you have to make him the third stringer?
0: Oh, I believe he can be the second stringer, but then you cannot have a third emergency QB, Corral, because the first two have to be... Bonafide quarterbacks on the active roster. Bonafide. I don't know. This is one of those things where I always have the problem. Whenever you go to these documents, whether it's, like, legal documents or sometimes even, like, definitions of weird terms, and you get more confused when you read the information in front of you, You're like, I feel like I now know less than I did before I decided to do a little research and read up on it. So right. I, I just – it is what it is. I, I don't really think it's going to play a, a huge factor in anything. And I also – I find it hard to believe that I I enjoyed Cadillac getting worked up, feeling like they kind of porked the Patriots last minute. But I find it hard to believe they made some drastic change last minute that they then put out in this little release. And we haven't heard pushback like I would have thought we would have had like a, a rap sheet or a Pelissaro or Burt Breer like, oh. NFL executives aren't happy that the league changed the emergency QB rules the week of the season opener after cuts were made. Like you would hear whispers, I feel mm-hmm. like we haven't really gotten those yet. So I'm just wondering if the teams knew these rules back in the spring and the they just decided to share them with the public now, give better clarification, theoretically, clarification to the Chum public chumming the now. waters
1: for the podcast and all the sports fair going on this week as well. Uh, now, because look guess, at listen to us.
0: Yeah, we know. No more than we did. Actually, we know less than we did a week ago.
1: Uh, I, honestly, I got a little Six bit into way. it. Yeah, exactly. Nine minutes in discussing this now, and I have a Dairy Queen headache, and I just, I can't go any, yeah, I got total brain freeze. So there it is. Uh, hey, maybe if your QB1 plays well enough and stays healthy and your offensive line protects him, then you don't have to worry about it. does right. make me wonder, though, would Nick Foles has, have qualified as a bona fide quarterback for Super Bowl 52 when they were running the Philly special in practice and treating him like a receiver?
0: uh i hate myself I, for asking that okay I, I,
1: I, uh, <laughs> it me, I just can't help but wonder on pat's eagles
0: week anyway all but right there's Let's, also just one other quick thing there's yeah. even a line in there about the wildcat like you mentioned the wildcat and mm-hmm. like well it's only the wildcat if a running back or wide receiver is the guy running it if it's mm-hmm. a quarterback back there then it's just read option it's lamar jackson it's these running quarterbacks justin fields but there was even a line about like you can't run wildcat and i'm like well but if it's a running quarterback that's not wildcat that's a quarterback in shotgun who likes to run so that's jalen hurts
1: that's what we're looking at sunday
0: i think there will be some um some clarifications to these clarifications or some questions to these clarifications this will be a little bit of not that it matters again I don't think the chiefs really care who their emergency quarterback is because no. Patrick Mahomes will be on the field at all times. And if Patrick Mahomes is not on the field, they are porked. Exactly.
1: If anything, maybe what we'll see is Sunday night. We'll see as they're running through the highlights of the one and four o'clock games on Sunday night football, they will be one of those. Yeah, well, there was a little bit of a hubbub this week about the new emergency quarterback rule. We throw it to our Mike Florio now at Pro Football Talk right. Central. And Florio, yeah, that's right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And there'll just be more word salad. And we'll be like, ah, actually, I'm more confused than ever. A lawyer,
0: yeah. a freaking lawyer. A shady lawyer is the one that could explain <laughs> this, and not Mike Florio.
1: Oh, I just got an email. Mike Florio has unbooked himself from our Patriots preview podcast later in the week. All right, um, moving on. Uh, Andy. Were you at all the slightest bit concerned or were you one of the 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 many who said, well, I heard it from Burt Breer, so I'm not going to put much credence in it when the report started swirling around on Labor Day that Juju Smith-Schuster's knee, quote, could explode at any moment? Uh, Dove Kleeman and obviously all of the members of Aggregator Nation jumped all over the report and passed it around like it was their own. Um, that's That's not great, Bob. And now, now he has to answer to media yesterday during media availability on Labor Day saying, like, no, the knee's getting better every day. I'm feeling great. Like, which side are you more inclined to believe now, that he is getting better or that there's trouble with this knee? Uh,
0: I don't need Burt Breer. And if you recall, we did a podcast. You may actually have not have been on it. It might have been Cadillac and I. I believe it was Cadillac and I, the final post-practice review podcast from Gillette Stadium, mm-hmm. where we did a good five minutes on the fact that how come Juju Smith-Schuster limps all the time, walking to the sideline, walking on the sideline? He, like, I'm not going to pretend I've seen a terrible limp on the field, but it does concern me that when I see him walking, he walks like a retired NFL player, not like a current NFL player. Like, there's that limp. And given that he missed time in the spring, given that we know that this sort of lingered from last year and is an ongoing issue, um, yeah, I didn't need the Burt Breer report. And, that was, I think, um, glamorized. Explode is probably a, a dramatic term, a, a,
1: a shade dramatic, yeah.
0: Do I think Juju Smith-Schuster will miss games this season to the knee? I do, just based on you're limping in August. You usually don't get healthier as the NFL season goes on, right? Like it's not that's not the time to get healthier and look better. You isn't look the
1: worse. It, it, yeah? Isn't the old adage Andy that the only time you're healthy in the se- uh, in an NFL season is right before kickoff of the
0: first game? Yeah. If, if you're lucky to be healthy, then like right. really the only time you're healthy is like when you show up at the equipment room to pick up your pads for that season, <laughs> like that's when you're healthy. Yeah. Well, can You got
1: Tyquan Thornton on IR? Riley reef now goes to IR as well. Yeah, uh, Juju we may will,
0: Juju limps. Uh, I, I don't know how we can ignore the fact that he limps. He's your number one receiver. You chose to replace a young developing number one receiver with him. Um, I think there's an injury concern there and I think that's problematic because it's been a concern all off season. So it's probably going to be a concern in season. Juju limp Schuster. I
1: cannot believe it already. Uh, it, it just makes you wonder what it was that the, how, again, how could they not have, did they not have the medicals? Did, were they willing to overlook the medicals in the same week where we're talking about Brad Stevens saying on the Jimmy fun telethon that they were so hell bent on having Christoph's Porzingis that they, that overlooked or didn't know about his plantar fasciitis issue didn't know and wouldn't have cared and so wouldn't have killed
0: Belichick doesn't care about exploding knees. Yeah. Did like he not really know, like or did
1: he care about the fact that a knee could explode on his de facto number one receiver? I'll tell you, if he goes out week one against the Eagles and his knee, I'm not going to say blows out. God forbid. I never wish any harm on anybody, yeah. including Bernard Pollard, that son of a bitch. But if that's ah, that the fan in me can never, that, that fire can never be put out. Uh, he sucks. Come on. He's the tiki doll of Pat's nation. Anywhere yeah, that an guy NFL ever went, career. bad things happened. All right, yeah, fine. He had a fine NFL career, whatever. I still hate him. But uh, if something happens to Juju and he has to miss time, the the hand wringing and the screaming and the pitchforks and the oil torches of just like, what was wrong with Myers, Belichick? You had to go get. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Uh, any last uh, little things, uh, observations about Brady Week, Brady Fever? Obviously, we did a little Monday show ca- kicking things off on Labor Day on WEI. It'll be mentioned and talked about every day. Brady went on the Let's Go podcast Monday night, spoke of how he's so excited to come back, reconnect with old friends and family, make himself more part of the Patriots community that he had to sort of, I won't say fully excommunicate himself from over the past couple of years, but definitely had a conscious uncoupling, if you will. and there, there's been slow reintegration and reconnection. And now, whether it's for emotional purposes, business purposes, or a combination therein, he's coming home. He'll be back. The fans will be worked up into a total lather. There's surprises before the game, halftime. Andy, can you put here's a question can you petition the league and ask them if a halftime can run longer than the standard 12 minutes, but not go the full 40 minutes that a Super Bowl would run? Like, Could they ask, could they consult with the Eagles and the league and say, we're doing a tribute? Can we make it an 18 minute halftime or a 17, whatever?
0: I honestly do not know the answer to that, but I don't think so. I think you're pretty locked into a regular season game. This is halftime. It's all pretty structured so that the games end at the right time. Now, this is a little different. This is a later game. So you have a little bit bumper room window time there. Mm-hmm. um but i'm, I'm sure, sure cbs see- would love all the rate please draw it out as long as you want we're just gonna sell ads and sell ads and chips yeah. and beer and trucks and that's what i want to get to i did it on the breaking boston podcast this week uh our sister podcast on odyssey the odyssey app we're like an adopted
1: it. sister but that's
0: okay fine. you don't have to be mean <laughs> <laughs> um and i talked about it i did a video on it for WEEI.com and our friends over at McFarland. Mm-hmm. um I think it's great for fans. I think it's great for Tom Brady. It even brought a smile to Bill Belichick's face that it is Mm -hmm. Tom Brady week, and we're welcoming Mm -hmm. him back and honoring him. I don't necessarily think it's good for Mac Jones and the 2023 Patriots to be looking at Tom Brady all week long on Sunday at halftime, opening the door to the locker room, doing whatever the hell he's doing in that new Budweiser Things the Bud Light
1: Pavilion, called. which is yeah. clearly located behind the world's largest right. single-panel TV screen next to the fancy new lighthouse. Right.
0: Like yeah. I, I don't which is
1: still, by the way, <laughs> under construction and it the friggin' well, they'll state,
0: be fine. They'll be fine. It, it's it's symbolic of the team, which means the team is still under construction. We don't know who's playing right tackle. We don't know who all these people are. So, so you might I'm... as well have construction to the lighthouse. There we are,
1: Hive Mind once again. I thought last year, as we saw them working on the beer hall, the lighthouse, and everything. I thought that was like world. It was like the onion headline of like world's largest metaphor sinks in ocean for the Titanic. Their greatest headline ever. Like literally giant metaphor in end zone for New England Patriots still under construction. So does that mean that they finally will come together Sunday by 425 p.m.?
0: Um I think they will have they'll be capable to play the game just like they will be capable of hosting a game. Will it be finished and perfect and pretty and per- as good as it could be? No, it will not be. And I don't think it's fair to Mac Jones and these Patriots to have to see the embodiment of mm-hmm. glory days and greatness in New England and the measuring stick for what it's supposed to be. I don't I don't like it. I would have liked th- them to do this in October, later in the season, once this team has kind of establish itself for better and worse, right Mm -hmm. maybe mac jones sucks and by mid-november early november we're like he's not the guy but as he's trying to be the guy trying to have a make or break year a bounce back year come back from matt patricia and bond with bill o'brien and do this thing oh and by the way the best pass rush in the nfl is on the other side of the ball And then he's going to look all around the stadium or look up to the owner's box and sitting next to the owner on one of those high chairs is Tom effing Brady and Tom effing Brady might bump into him, leaving the field at halftime and all the, like, I don't, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a big, like, Oh, Mac Jones defender and everything. Oh, he gets screwed, whatever.
1: No, but you're not excessively hard. You're not harsh on Mac. You're very, I I think your frankness and your whole idea of like, the truth is never mean. Like I think as far as new England Patriots go, Maybe those assessments are most fitting when it comes to Mac Jones because he's shown a lot and then he took it back and then he also regressed as well. Like and he did himself no favors last year when the team did him no favors, but that's still no excuse for the behavior he put forth on the sidelines, national TV and beyond.
0: Yeah, so I don't I just don't think it's ideal for Mac and the offense and the teammates like say they go two and you know, three and out three and out.
1: Ooh, Brady, do Brady? Brady, like,
0: Brady, do Brady. we don't need that. And I, I think you are festering that environment.
1: Would you have preferred as some fans have taken to uh, the environment could be festering, but you are fostering that environment. Yes. Exactly. Uh, would you have preferred as the Celtics did pour a on Larry bird night when they basically sold out the garden for a tribute to one of the greatest players in franchise history and somebody who brought so much glory and multiple titles to the organization in a single decade, Perhaps maybe at the end of the summer they could have organized. Oh, I don't know, Brady night.
0: Oh, uh, you know, still will. I think this is one of uh, a multi-step oh, process. I,
1: I know for so, a fact it is. We've, we've been told as much. I know a lot of the things that they have planned,
0: uh, and no, it's going to be. This is just part of it. Like they're going to have that night. This is just. But what, then what the
1: hell is this? The, if the, if they're going to have sixty thousand, uh, you, 000 you people, said it.
0: You said it. It's a bait and switch. It's look over here. This team's not very good, but this guy used to be great. Let's talk about him. And I don't think that's good for the current mediocre team.
1: Bright, shiny goat over here. Wow. How about that? Well, we'll see. I think the fans are going to have many reason on Sunday to be as fired up as they've been since the Patriots were actually in the playoffs, in AFC championships, watching their beloved goat and so many other legendary Patriots lead them to the playoffs, championships, rallies, ceremonies, celebrations, and beyond. We will see Ty Law appeared on the morning show on WEI on Tuesday and said there's a lot of former Patriots he's here and are going to be coming back to town. Let us hope, let us pray, let us cross our fingers that all the good energy from the Foyers and from the Daniel Grahams and from the Ty Laws and the Matt Lights and everyone else coming, that maybe some of those championship vibes, the good Juju, not the one that's actually limping and gimping his way across the field and on the sideline, will propel the Patriots to a quality game, if not a victory on Sunday. Can't wait to find out. Thank you, folks, for listening, of course, as always, to Six Rings and Football Things and making it part of your regular Patriots programming. Tell a friend, refer a pal, give us a follow, like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. We're going to be with you all season long, providing the latest and best analysis, information, perspective, and so much
0: more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it?
1: All right, here we go. It is time. All your football themes apply because the season is here, Andy, and we are on it with our 2023 New England Patriots season preview. Now, this won't be sort of one of those long, bloviating Foxborough filibuster type of previews. Rather, what we're gonna do is uh I grabbed it from the Twitter, which is obvious or the X, and X gonna give it to you. Uh, somebody had posted a tweet that said, share with me now your record, your offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, breakout player, comeback, biggest regression, most surprising win, and I've added playoffs? Do they or don't they make the playoffs? So uh, no better way to to preview the season than just giving you uh, just the facts, ma'am. So let's do six-ring style, Foxborough Facts Department checking in, Andy. Let's get going with our preview. Now, is there any sort of overarching uh, thought or maybe just sort of like an opening statement you would like to give as for the 2023 New England Patriots and what kind of team you think we're going to see?
0: I've told you, and we're coming down the home stretch of this, now is the time for hope. Now is the time for actually having hope and expectations and positivity because that could be taken from you as early as opening day against the Eagles and in the first month and everything that goes into it. I do believe this will be a competitive football team. I do believe this will be, for the most part, a competent football team. I think you will see Mm -hmm. physical failures more than you will see mental errors or questionable coaching. I think there will be times where they don't measure up. They aren't good enough. The other team is too good and too talented, and the matchups don't favor them. But I don't think we'll be lamenting a lot of – ugly, poorly coached, sort of, we won't be bitching post-game on the Six Rings post-game show as much as we'll be saying it's just too bad if they could have been a little, you know how Bill always says, you know, we we competed and I, I like the guy's effort, we just, in the end, they made a few more plays than we do. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be getting that Bill Belichick a lot during the season and us sort of parroting that on the post-game show because the schedule is tough and let's be honest, I think they have a mediocre roster. As
1: Warren sharp at sharp football analysis put forth the new England Patriots have, and I, I think his barometers and metrics are pretty sharp. I, I didn't mean oh, to walk into that on. pretty solid. Jeez. I didn't mean to, I'm, I'm admitting not warrant it. that. Oh, wow. That, Oh, I'd even said, I even did that. Jeez, man. Oh, good for you. You're picking up. Right, he's, if this is a, if this is any preview as to how you're going to be on six rings, post-game show, Andy is on it and ready for the season. Uh, They have the toughest schedule in the NFL and it's not even really close. Like the other teams, like the jets have a tough gauntlet to start the season. Uh, Detroit has a tough schedule this year. Obviously a lot of teams have tough schedules. They did well, well enough last year and, or they may be playing a tough division. NFC East, no easy shakes. Anyone who has to play the AFC North or the AFC East, obviously these are battle Royales. Yes. The Patriots have a difficult schedule. Yes. It's a gauntlet in September as well. I agree with you that they're going to be competent and they will be competitive. More composed, to add another C word to our off-season, if you will, of Patriots talk heading into 2023. I'll offer this. Mm. I think the Patriots will not experience the higher highs or the lower lows of a lot of other football teams with playoff aspirations. Because other teams do have more talent. They have greater quarterbacks, greater skill players, maybe a few greater feature backs. Okay, but when those guys go out, then all of a sudden there will be often be, as Andy mutes for a sneeze, didn't hear anything, probably didn't need to say it, but the the YouTube audience enjoyed it. Uh, The Patriots don't have, because it's just like a giant block of, I'm not going to say mid, but like it's just a strong middle-class team with not a lot of superior players, but not a lot of like not as high a ceiling, not as low a floor as some other teams as well. So can we just sort of expect, like you said, them to be in every game and sometimes the talent wins out on the other teams? Yes. But if some of those other great players, like your Tua's or your Josh Allen's, some of the uh, Aaron Rodgers that they go out, those teams might be porked. Whereas the Patriots will kind of just keep chugging along like an old, like a 2005 Honda. True. They-
0: you don't have great players, they can't get hurt and you can't miss them.
1: Correct. So... <laughs> Not the, not the same kind of ceiling, but also not the same kind of floor, which is probably why we're looking at... You can't have a 500 record unless you have a tie ball game, but I think that's why we're going to be looking at this kind of season. And the last thing I'll say is, what do we really know about this team, Because, uh, or at least the first-teamers, because we saw so little of them outside of practice. We saw them for three series in a game that ultimately was cut short with 11 minutes remaining out in Green Bay, and that felt like a month ago. Actually, it almost was a month ago. So we really don't know as much as we think we know about this team. And that's why Sunday is going to be so revealing. All right, here we go. Let's get to it. Let's open with record, Andy. What do you have for the 2023 New England Patriots record?
0: Seven and 10. Wow. Just under the Vegas line of, or the regular most notable Vegas line Mm -hmm. of seven and a half. I know there's been some talk of some dropping it to six and a half. It's still Um, seven
1: and a half on our sponsor, FanDuel.
0: Yes. Um, I just, to me, it's what we just talked about. Because we keep getting these calls wherever we do radio shifts. You know, I really think with Bill O'Brien back and some of the talent, this team, I mean, look, a year ago, they were a couple kicker turns away from making the playoffs. Yeah, I think if this team got to play last year's schedule, they'd have a shot. Unfortunately, they play this year's schedule, which is really difficult. So competitive football team, not quite talented enough, maybe don't quite get the breaks, 7-10. and 10.
1: Okay, I have them finishing at nine and eight. <laughs> what? You're laughing at a winning round. I didn't say whether or not yet they, w- they were gonna make the playoffs. I think they finish nine and eight. I will say that I think they get off to a rocky start. I got one and three in September. Boom. All hope may be lost, but then the team will start to gel, they'll come together. And later on, there may be some surprising wins on the horizon. We'll get to that later, but I have them at a winning record, nine and eight, no calls for the head coach's job. Uh, Some faith renewed in Foxborough as to who's on the team the year after that and what that looks like. We will see. All right, your offensive player of the year,
0: Andy, is... My guy, Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's going to stay healthy. I think the ability to tap out when needed and share the load with Zeke is going to help him. I think having the sounding board and the veteran and like similar styles. I think there is a lot of benefit for Ramondre Stevenson with the arrival of Ezekiel Elliott. I think Mondre is going to be up near 2000 yards total from scrimmage with receptions and rushes. I think Ramondre Stevenson is the best player on the Patriots. I think he's closest to his, the top of his position. And I think he's going to show it. Stay healthy, Ramondre show your stuff. That's why the Zeke signing wasn't
1: just, oh, look, hey, we tried to grab a, fa- we tried to grab some fading star power, or hey, uh, we realized we had no depth in the running back room, which they really didn't, well, since James true. Robinson was sent packing a while ago. Now he's getting a workout for. Uh,
0: I think he's getting like his third team's workout right now. Yeah, I think he's toast. I yeah, think I, think he I think he's, I think he's, sadly, I think that is. I wish, I'm kinda... like Brad uh, Stevens. Had I known the medicals on James Robinson, I would not have been as high on him in the spring. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Brad Stevens actually runs a team. I just BS about the team on a podcast.
1: Your hype train didn't even get a chance to like catch fire on the tracks and provide a show. Dude. It was just decommissioned and sadly was taken exploded.
0: off. Like it was like a steam engine that just exploded. Like, what were we doing?
1: It was like in Star Wars when, like, the before they bought R two D two, they they were grabbing the other droid away, and it just popped and caught yeah. fire, and they're like, "Wow, what are you trying to?" This R two unit has a bad motivator. Yeah, I, I sure. Just say yes. It's fine. I got. I, I listen. I didn't drag you into RoboCop. It's fine. But anyway, uh, okay. I'm gonna go with uh, like the pick. I'm gonna go Mac Jones. <laughs> uh, I, again, why the laughing at Mac's success and the winning record? Why? Listen to you.
0: He has no offensive line and no receivers. No problem.
1: <laughs> but he does have a Billy O'Brien. He, does, he did get a chance to what work with a Billy, does o. Billy
0: o. play Right tackle or uh, tight end or lead receiver?
1: Uh, he plays get the ball out of Max effing hands as quickly as possible, which is the most important thing for Mac to so do. who? Someone.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad you couldn't. Uh, your that.
1: guy, Ramondre. That's who. Okay. And perfect. you know what? All now of his... All of his yak counts. All of Zeke's yak counts. All of Kendrick Bourne's yak counts in Mac's favor as well. As will the touchdowns that Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki catch when they're down by 24. Oh, come (laughs) on. Kidding. Just a little comic relief. No, I think Mac Jones' bounce back season is at hand. I do think he's going to play well enough to get the fifth year option picked up. I do think he showcases that he is a more than competent at professional quarterback. He's not just the latest in the the long line of Alabama quarterbacks who couldn't cut it at the pro level. He's no John Parker Lewis or any of these other, he's not even AJ McCarron. I think he proves that he's worthy of playing in the NFL and has a rock solid season this year, which is why I have him coming on a little bit later as well. Um, your defensive player
0: of the year, Andy. So I'm going to go chalk here, Matthew Judon. um, can he do it a third year in a row? Why not? He's pretty good. He seems pretty youthful and energetic, even though he's aging. Um, I think he's engaged. And in reality, he could benefit from the oncome of Uche and Barmore mm-hmm. and Keon White, and maybe defenses having, I mean, offensive lines having to sort of pay a little bit more attention across the entirety of the defense and the front there. Um, but I just until someone else shows me they can be that guy, be him, quote, quote unquote, that consistent, make plays, do it. And I know some people be like, "Oh no, Judon's not even that guy. He fades late in the year. Maybe he fades a little bit. A lot of NFL players do. It's a long effing season." I still think he's your best defensive player until somebody else takes that mantle from him. I'm going to go with
1: contract year Kyle because Kyle. Kyle Kyle Duggar. I think Kyle Duggar has a complete season that elevates him contractually. Maybe not all the way up to Derwin James level, but puts him in the offseason shopping for a Jesse Bates type of four-year, 60, $64 million deal. couple of picks, maybe two pick sixes, couple of sacks, passes defended, hitting hard. The anchor, the star of uh, a surprisingly good Patriots back end of the secondary, the safety unit as well, led with Jabril Peppers, Adrian Phillips, Marty Mapu, Marte, if you will. We're still not sure if we qualify him as a linebacker or a safety. I don't need to put him in a box, maybe just down in the box, but not in a specific label box. That's all I want out of him as well, but I see a big year for Kyle Duggar as well. Judon, yes, and he definitely will benefit from the pass rush led by Uche, Barmore, Keon White, Dietrich, and others. Uh, Andy, your rookie of the year on the Patriots
0: would be? I am going to go, the obvious answer that people want, to be i don't think Uh it is going to be you know i'm a little down on the first round pick that he trended in the wrong direction in august and i also think he is going to be hindered by the fact that when a cornerback screws up it's very obvious it gets replayed a lot everybody sees it and knows it i'm going to say Keon white flashes enough positively and his mistakes get covered Uh up by the fact that he's in the trenches he's playing you know you're not going to see Every one of his mistakes magnified on TV the way you will for Christian Gonzalez. So I'm gonna say Keon White. I think he's gonna push 10 sacks. I think he's gonna be a high single-digit sack guy. Um, I, I I like the idea of Keon White. So give me Keon White as your defensive rookie of the year. Well, I was just keeping my hands warm by the heat of that take right there. That
1: was a nice fireside prediction. I'm gonna go, I'll go Chalk, I'll go Gonzo. I think he probably does struggle, or at least not struggle, but doesn't showcase like that first round talent or wow, this guy should have gone in the first 10 picks talent. It's going to take him a little while for his game to come together. Talk to me so long as he's healthy after Halloween. I think second half of the season, Gonzo may be starting around the bills game on the 22nd into Halloween and beyond picks it up, really learns the ropes. And by the end of the season, we're talking about uh, uh, somebody with veteran presence after only a rookie year in the league, who's showcasing better tackling, better hitting, Uh, All the fundamentals you want of a long, lean, solid cornerback one. eh, You don't have to worry about calling him a shutdown corner, Uh, but I'll go chalk with Gonzo. I have high hopes and
0: very good expectations for him. Your breakout player, Andy. Okay, so my breakout player, this is as much um, a projection and a hopeful projection as it is necessarily an expectation. Um, I was hopeful this guy would break out last year. He did not. And I think we've seen some signs of it um, in training camp, but mm-hmm. he needs to put it together consistently. Uh, you can only be young for so long. You can only live off potential for so long. Christian Barmore, getting close to time to pooping or getting off the pot. I need you to be a force in the middle of the defense. All the tools are there. All the athletic ability, the size, the strength, everything. Christian Barmore needs to be what we think he can be rather than what he has been and he needs to stay healthy because obviously i think that knee was a a part of the disappointment of his sophomore year christian barmore needs to take the jump to pro bowl caliber player now would that also mean that he would qualify as your comeback
1: player of the year no oh so you chose someone different because obviously if mac jones is offensive player of the year for me that would qualify him potentially for comeback player of the year spoiler alert i chose someone different as well good to know andy i'm gonna go uh Maybe this is a bit of a chalk pick as well, but I'm going to ride the coattails of my guy, Schrags, Peter Schrager at Good Morning Football. Pop Douglas. So long as somebody, you know, the same way Tua worked with somebody, uh, like a judo instructor teaching him, quote, how to fall this off season. I would love, and of course, how do you learn how to fall uh, when you're working with like a 175 pound, wiry, sinewy judo instructor and not a 340 pound (laughs) defensive end breathing down your neck and coming at you like a runaway freight train. We'll see how that works out for him. I would love, I hope Troy Brown, or I wish they brought in Edelman, somebody who taught Pop Douglas, catch the ball and sit down. Like, Deion you know, Branch. I,
0: Dion Branch I, is the guy that did it best, I think, as a Patriot. He's great, you're Reggie right. Reggie Wayne was good at it for the, yep. uh, for the Colts. Those smaller receivers that aren't like, I think Edelman got yoked up a bit, got stronger. Whereas I think Dion Branch really mastered the art of getting down. So if you're going to bring in a Hall of Fame team alumni, I think mm-hmm. Dion Branch with Demario Douglas could be some nice work. Love that. Maybe my favorite bit of analysis on the pod so
1: far. Uh, if Pop Douglas stays healthy, I think he'll make a difference. We're not talking about fantasy stats. We're just talking about looking at. Oh my gosh, we have a we got a we got a good player on offense. I
0: think we actually have someone who's going to stick around and make a difference for a while. I hope so. I got to tell you, <sighs> I've been swayed negative by the fact that he got hurt uh, once in six snaps. <laughs> yeah bad ratio and,
1: and it's not i can't put booty out there as much as as much as booty nation wants to hear Kayshawn or Kayshawn nation or whatever the hell like i need to see more before i before i go out You want to see range. more booty just gonna let that one sit there for a second everybody. Did i lose you dude? <laughs> yeah. hello 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 all
0: right uh comeback player of the year So here I'm going with my guy that I think is going to be phenomenal this year. Uh, I've told you all along, I think he's going to be the leading receiver on this team. I like his energy. I'm not sure if he's stink, stank, or stunk, but give me Kendrick Bourne to make plays to get back to and build from his first year in New England, where he set career highs in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I think he does that again for the New England Patriots, for Bill O'Brien, for Mac Jones. Kendrick Bourne. Uh, and we had Giardy talk about it on our Fitzy and Hart program when we were filling in last Friday.
1: Mm-hmm. And it made its way to .com as well. Uh, that actually made a lot of waves.
0: He thinks that Kendrick Bourne has looked better uh, the second half of training camp in the preseason than he ever has in his time in New England. I agree with him. I think Bourne is taking off. I think Bourne is going to have a magnificent year.
1: And you avoided all of that and didn't have to – say you said all that and didn't have to drop a born again, supremacy, yep, born supremacy,
0: born. I- Nope. Good for you. He donated. will be
1: reborn. And he's yeah. my comeback player of the year as well for all those reasons you say and beyond. Andy, it's not even time for our FanDuel sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more bed of the week. But I will sort of tease out this early one for you. I'm in on Kendrick Bourne touchdown scored Sunday against the Eagles.
0: I like it. I I, yeah. I like it.
1: You know what? I'll be putting my adult grown male uh, American money on that.
0: Uh, yeah. And you know who's on the other side of the uh, stadium? Who's that? Matt Patricia is I want him to
1: which is why I want him to score it and then cut to Patricia there, beard pencil and everything just looking on stoically and born freaking out you know and then you know they're who knows how that's gonna god that is one of the underrated dynamics of Sunday we gotta get we gotta we'll have to get to that with our Eagles game preview and when we go behind enemy lines later in the week I think that is being undersold because it's Brady week because it's Mac and Bill because it's Hot seat for Belichick. Like, we're underestimating what a big storyline this could potentially be.
0: Right. Or Bourne could score and Patricia could say, scoreboard. You just made it (laughs) 35-7. You suck.
1: (laughs) It'll be be 31-10. All right. Uh, (laughs) Biggest regret. Listen, humor helps us deal with what could be uh, uh, an unfortunate reality. But I think the game's going to be much closer. Uh, We don't want to do it, but it's
0: part of uh, the prep. Biggest regression. See, I don't know about you. This was the hardest one for me. Same. And I don't consider myself a homer like, oh, I couldn't possibly seeing anybody regress. Part of it is what you said earlier. When you don't have a lot of great seasons the previous year, right? it's hard to predict a regression. Like, the the one that might be likely is Ramondre had kind of a breakout season a year ago. Rushes for a 1,000 yards, catches 69 passes. He would be a candidate, but I like Ramondre. I think he's really good. I don't think he's going to regress. I think he's going to have another great year. Um, So I'm going to pick one that's a little bit – so my two candidates were kind of based on age. And I'll tell you who they were. Dietrich Wise, who I think had a breakout year a year ago, um, and that may be the best year you see. Um, Lawrence Guy was a candidate, because I think he's just flat out getting older. But I'm going to go with Adrian Phillips. I think you're going to see him t- start to take a back seat to Kyle Duggar and Mapu and maybe even Jabril Peppers. So I think you may see less playing time for Phillips. Mm-hmm. I think you may see him in coverage at times and go, "Oh yeah, he's starting to look a little. He's closer to the end than he is the beginning. Maybe he's or lost maybe his
1: playing step. time gets cut down a little bit as well I because you'll watch – your. Julie, I, I Jabril Peppers. Honestly, if I wasn't so hype on Kendrick Bourne offensively in a, in a contract season, I would have maybe even put peppers. Now he came back last year and was solid coming off the ACL from 2021, but I think he has a bigger year this year. I'll still stick with Bourne. biggest regression for me. Judon. Oh, now, now here's why. Now here's why. No, he had no, because it looks like he has a massive regression, but he doesn't. He's still, he's still an impact player, but if he finishes the season with like 11 sacks and not 18, Everyone's going to say, What happened to Judon? Did he get old overnight? He want, he held out for the money. Where's he been? It's because your Keon Whites and your Christian Barmores and your Josh Uche's. I, I also could have picked Uche because wasn't it who was it who pointed out that Uche feasted basically off the Jets in that 11 and a half sacks? Like he had a four game span where he fed. So I could say Uche as well, but I still think Judon is an almost Pro Bowl caliber player or maybe a Pro Bowl player. But you're not going to see the. Well, then he didn't regress. If he
0: had a Pro Bowl season, he didn't regress.
1: You can't pussyfoot your way well, through. Well, there's this. not that many other reg- regressions to be found. You can't if you're not even that good in the
0: first place. Then how can you regress? Well, how much worse could you get? I already said that. So I, I'm agreeing was. with you. So That's called the yes and. and. Pick somebody who's good. You can't I, say he's having a Pro Bowl year and then regressed. I
1: almost Pro Bowl caliber. He's gonna. it's, it's going to be a statistical regression there. How about that? There's your biggest regression.
0: My biggest regression is doing this <laughs> damn the, the, show. Doing because this damn show with you. Not having more regression. <laughs> My, biggest re- <laughs> biggest
1: of you. My biggest regretting. Uh, all right. Now you're going to have to get positive. I know it's going to hurt now. The most surprising win of the year for the Patriots.
0: Um, So this might be a little snarky, Andy. Um, I think it'll come in the last two weeks, either to the Bills or the Jets. So I'll say at Bills, which on paper on New Year's Eve, looks like a great win, but I think it might be more because maybe the Bills are resting players or not playing out the season. And I think the same thing could happen with New York in the final week. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is getting rested. Um, So those are a couple wins on paper, I think, against playoff teams that are a possibility. Um, But uh, I I don't see a lot of surprise good wins. Uh,
1: I will – I'm not going to say the opener because I think the opener, not to put the cat before the Haas, But I think the opener is going to be a a tight, well-played, contested affair that likely will go the way of the birds. However, however, I think the most surprising win of the season, first win against the Bills in some time, I'll go October 22nd at home against Buffalo. I think that's right around the time, should the team stay healthy, that things will turn. After a tough opener in September, they they pick up a couple of wins against the Saints. And I think after that, uh, let's Raiders. see. They play the Saints, the Raiders. They win those two games. They're going to be three and three when they play the Bills, and they're going to get the win—a shocking home win before Halloween. Everyone's fired up. The Pats will be four and three. Oh my God! People are talking about. Did Belichick do it? Have they turned it around? Bill O'Brien, savior. That's. Is it a real happen.
0: win? Is it like Josh Allen plays and it's not a hurricane? Like a real win? I didn't. I, I'm not telling you all that. Oh come on. And finally, Andy,
1: playoffs?
0: Well, I, Obviously, I no. you know my answer, <laughs> 7 and 10. You're not making the playoffs at 7 and 10. 9 and 8? Your answer could be they could be in the playoff hunt at 9 mm-hmm. and 8.
1: I think they will be in the playoff hunt. Things will have to break their way uh, the way they almost did last year as well, that if they went 9 and 8, they would have made the playoffs. My prediction is that they go 9 and 8, except this time they're the team that goes 9 and 8, kind of like Pittsburgh last year but is on the outside looking in sad. I know 10 and seven would get it done. If they, if they shock some people, turn some heads, big surprises along the way, if they come together quicker or get through the gauntlet with a 500 record, even maybe just maybe, but I see them nine and eight. I don't see them finishing in the bottom of the AFC East,
0: but I don't think that they make the playoffs. Oh. Oh, so they are the third place team in the East at nine and eight. Correct. Who's in the basement.
1: Uh, you'll have to stay tuned. I don't know when we're going to talk about that. Uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, what are yeah. we doing here? <laughs> it's the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins. Okay. I have Jets and the Bills making the playoffs. I have two teams from the AFC North, two teams from the AFC
0: West, and one team from the AFC South. Okay. like I don't that. I hate it because I think the, the Dolphins are a... A house of cards with Tua. Like I throw house of cards around and I think some uh-huh. Patriots fans get annoyed. Oh, the offensive line's a house of cards. Cornerback's a house of cards. The Dolphins are a house of cards. Tua is very likely to miss time, could be out at any
1: time. That I don't like their running back situation. Off-field issues with cornerback number one, cornerback number two, who they gave up a lot for is out until at least December as well. Their best offensive lineman dinged up in the preseason. Oh, should be back and healthy for week one. You never like hearing that as well. So they've got issues. They've got contractual issues with defensive play. I just, I'm not getting great vibes. I'm also not getting great vibes from Buffalo, but they have too much talent to regress back to a 500 or sub 500 record. I've told you before, I think the Jets win the AFC East. I know that probably just made a lot of Pats fans throw up in their AirPods. I apologize, but that's just, just how your old pal Fitzy sees it. But you're going to get an entertaining season out of your New England Patriots. There you go. There is our seasonal preview records. OPOTY, DPOTY, rookies, breakouts, comebacks, regressions, surprises, playoffs, and so much more. Andy, any final thoughts on the upcoming season of your 2023 New England Patriots, which we'll be covering thoroughly here across our own socials at JumboHeart, at FitzyGFY, and of course, on the best postgame show in town, the Six Rings postgame show on WEI.
0: Stick with us. I think it's going to be a very interesting season. I can't promise it's going to be fun all the time i can't promise it's going to be great you might be right they could be one and three oh and four tough stretch don't give up on it if you're a true patriots fan i know it can get difficult and you're used to winning and success and you might just want to throw something and walk out and burn a jersey from mac whatever it may be just stick with it i think it's going to be the totality of 18 weeks is going to be worth your investment of time whether it's good or bad figuring out is mac the guy figuring out you know, what's Gerard Mayo doing? Maybe the coach in waiting, you need him to pick up the pace and stop waiting and just take, over. like there just to me are so many storylines throughout this team, this roster, this season, that even if your instincts are to sulk and pack it in come week six or seven, don't do it. And I would like to thank we will bring you some entertaining and informative podcasts along the way that will also be worth your time and make the season more enjoyable for you.
1: I'll add one more C word to our litany of C words, if you will. Cuck sure. <laughs> Crap show. Oh. No, I'll add one more C word to that. Compelling. I think this will be a compelling team. For the right and wrong reasons at times, I think this will be a very compelling season, and we're going to learn a lot about the future of football and Foxborough this season. So I think compelling is the right word to describe the season and this team. I agree with you, Andy. Well said. Very succinctly put. Stick with us. Stick with them. It should be a compelling season, to say the least. All right, for producer Justin Turpin, everyone at 2400 Sports, Odyssey, W-E-E-I, and more. That's Jumbo Hart. I'm Fitzy GFY. This has been Six Rings and Football Things previewing the 2023 season. Like I said, huge week for us. Tomorrow, we're going to have Mike Lombardi, the old gridiron genius himself, talking about his new book, Football Done Right, lending his perspective on what he thinks the 2023 Patriots story will be. We'll talk to people in Philadelphia. We'll get in with the Go Birds crew and give you a little behind enemy lines. Friday, I think we'll have Rob Ninkovich giving a little former player perspective. And then next thing you know, Andy, the goat is home. We're kicking off and the season is underway. Good job by you. Good job, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. This has been Six Rings and Football Things. We will talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go pets.